This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, Charlie Clawson. How are you today? Good. How's your uh, quarantine going? What's a quarantine update? Well, as as you know, I've had a very unusual quarantine because uh, uh, I've had to move house in the middle of quarantine, which has been mm. an incredible... Like, Well, they say that, what, death and moving house are the two most traumatic things that you go through yeah public speaking yeah public speaking well i do that for a job so i guess i've taken public speaking out of the mix i've taken most people's <laughs> greatest fear out of the mix for six months so that's gone so i had to feel <laughs> feel that time i would have been at the melbourne comedy festival indulging in people's uh, biggest fear and i've requ- i've replaced that with another fear i guess indiana jones style charlie you know you've got to get the perfect mm. weighted things so your life's in balance so we had to combine that with uh, moving house and moving interstate right in the middle of a global pandemic when you're not meant to be going out of your house so that that was a you know traumatic experience I mean the first couple of weeks in quarantine at home were fine because you're packing anyway so you know that's Mm. not a bad at home job everybody else is like I'm learning a new language I'm learning a musical instrument look at all these things I'm doing at home I'm like I'm putting all my shit into boxes (laughs) <laughs> in the hope that this uh, move won't be cancelled in the middle of this pandemic. And then the day before we were meant to move, they went into stage three restrictions, which basically was the, you know, if you go out of your house and you're with more than two people, we're going to shit you in the street restrictions. And I was mm. like, well, how is this going to work with, you know, us moving house? Are they going to cancel it? And so I had to go through all the exemptions from you know the and and work out the moving house like preordained moving of house was actually one of the things that was still exempt from it and then we had to just make sure that we uh you know drove for 20 hours and did not i mean in in some ways you were still being completely isolated you know like you're in isolated in your house the movers come in they put everything into a truck and they go on their own way and then we just got into a car with all the animals and, and drove but it's such an interesting experience like, you know, because firstly, the drive was really great because there was no cars on the road. You know, it was mm. really just us and the truck. So in one way, I would say if you're going to move during a global pandemic does have some upsides, less traffic on the roads, a project to do at home, mm. your job's not going to get in the way because it's been cancelled for six months. You know, there are some upsides to it. And I yeah. saw a guy uh, yesterday, last night, actually, I went just in our local area, I went down in the street. And he was, he looked like a middle-aged kind of nerdish kind of dude. And he was riding one of those, not the hoverboards, but you know those, the giant wheel skateboards? It's just one big wheel, motorized thing. Mm. And he had like his helmet on and his elbow pads and he was like sort of just going around the streets. And I'm like, oh, 
I see what, like, I immediately created a narrative, which I, this is a guy who works a nine to five job, probably an accountant or something like that. He looks like he works in, like, in an office somewhere. But now he's home and he's got this hoverboard thing that was bought for him, but maybe by his kids or his wife for Christmas. And he's like, you know what? In this time off with his quiet streets, I'm going to teach myself how to hoverboard. It was so weird. I mean, it's the perfect time to go out there and practice because how are you going to practice hoverboarding yeah. in the middle of a busy city? That's a death trap. That is a death wish to try to do that on the day to day. But while the streets are deserted, I mean, basically it's indulging your end of the world fantasies, isn't it? Like any mm, sort of movie where yeah. someone wakes up and they discover their last person on earth what are the first things they do and we're getting a little sense of that in the cities at the moment of people going the streets are empty hoverboard time (laughs) (laughs) i I mean that that fantasy generally what people want to do first is loot Mm. isn't it that's the first thing is like i'm going to go to a shopping center i'm going to get myself all the stuff they ever wanted and then you know the 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 moral lesson in that is always well you know, if you, what good is all this stuff if there's no one to share it with or if, you know, the, the, this stuff has no value once society collapses. But I feel like the thing that I've noticed that people will value is fitness. Because, I, you know, we allow ourselves to go out for a little walk once a day with the baby. And those people who are dedicated to fitness, of which I would count myself as one, are still fucking dedicated and do not seem to give a fuck about social distancing, particularly joggers. I don't know why but every single jogger has no regard for social distancing the people who are running and sweating and breathing heavily and having fluids coming to their body in every direction seem to be the most fucking ignorant and rude when it comes to social distancing we went out yesterday because it's a nice day in sydney shouldn't have gone near the water but we did because we lived down there we thought we'd go down and it was like it was like dodgeball. You were just sort of on the footpath. I've never crossed the street so often in my life. But joggers didn't... Why? I'm there with my wife and my child. Why am I making room for you, you young, fit person who's on the run? Like, Why are you running down the middle of the footpath? Why aren't you going out onto the road? I think if you have to go out in public to exercise like a jogger, you should have to dress in one of those sumo suits. Yes. So you have a kind of a metre and a half around you at all times. It's a sort of... Pre- or like one of those bubbles. You should be able to like a giant inflatable bubble where your feet come out the bottom and your head comes out the top. But essentially it's like a two meter diameter on the bubble. So you can't get within. If you try to get within that far of anybody else, you just naturally bounce away. And what's, and the, what's with the people who work, walk like, you know, two or three abreast on a footpath? Like every time we're out, if we see people coming, we just like pop into single file and you'll just hug your side of the, of the footpath. But then... Some, some people are just happy to, to keep going like three or four. Is the message not getting through? Do they not give a fuck? Or are they like, well, these people are making way, so obviously we'll just we'll own the footpath? I think uh, a little from column A, B, and C in your example there, Charlie. I think there's a, <laughs> yeah, right. I think there's a whole group of people who don't give a fuck. You know, and I think right. that there is that element of like, I'm a jogger, I'm fit, you know, I, I can outrun this Nothing virus. Will, I, I'm never going to die. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can outrun COVID-19. I've just got to keep my fitness up so when somebody coughs in my direction, I can be fit enough to sprint in the opposite direction and outrun this bloody coronavirus. Well, your abs aren't going to do you much good when you're dying. That's all I'm saying. Well, mate, there's nothing better, as we know, than to work out your abs and a good uh, hearty cough that won't go away. Hard cough. <laughs>
<laughs> Night sweats and a hard cough. That's how you get perfect abs, mate. Body by Corona. I'm looking forward to The Rock's inspiring videos where he's, where he's in Iron Paradise. <laughs> he's just got COVID-19 coughing his guts up just so he can get well, those rock-hard, rock abs. On his cheat days now, he's just licking toilet seats. <laughs> But because it's the rock, it would be like piles and piles of toilet seats. Uh, so um, I think there's that category. There's the people who just don't care. You know, the ones who think it's yeah. all complete bullshit. Um, they don't. They think that they're immune to it, or that. I mean, you live in a, in a hot spot. Like that's the mm. thing in your area. Like I can understand. That's why we're so paranoid. As we were driving, you know, you, you could notice like the different areas that were more concerned about it or less concerned about it. And there were clearly places right. like Coffs Harbour. We went through. We went through Coffs Harbour, and uh, in Coffs Harbour, there was a dude with his shirt off in the local Thai restaurant, like sweating, just standing there in the Thai restaurant. And I was like, well. Clearly, there's a guy who's not caring too much about coronavirus. Certainly not the guy you want to get coronavirus because he's going to spread it everywhere. And what was he of boomer age or what? What? where would you slot him in terms of like what age group? I mean, Generation X, I would say. Top top end of oh. Generation X. I don't think he was a boomer. Nihilist. He was Gen X, yeah. Yeah, nihilist. I mean, our generation are just like, oh, well, this is the world's always been fucked. This just makes sense, doesn't it? Um, so... Uh, I think that there's a lot of people in those areas, well, they haven't had cases. You know, their area mm. doesn't seem like it's somewhere that they have to worry about. All these people who can still work clearly mm. don't care because anytime mm. you see a construction site, anytime you see like council workers, anytime with the movers, all those sort of things, people who work together in close proximity have clearly made the decision, well, if they're if the government are letting us go to work, it's clearly fine for all of us to be, you know, close to each other and hanging out with each other and shaking each other's hands and stuff like that, which I'm not sure that's actually how it works, but it yeah. seems to be the attitude that is filtered through to them. I mean, I was trying to think, like if I was say in my early twenties or in high school or whatever, what my how, how would my attitude to this be? You're in the low risk category, you know. You don't really have a job or you no responsibilities or anything like that. So you don't. Oh, and all you want to do is fucking go out and touch other people and fucking socialize. <laughs> like that's you know from the age of like fifteen, sixteen onwards, it's just a fifteen year pursuit of touching other people. Uh, and so, what would my attitude be? And I reckon I probably would have fallen into that category of. Uh, it's out of sight, out of mind. Like, I, this doesn't affect me. It's just old people being boring and old and, you know, this is bullshit and blah, blah, blah. I think if I'm honest, I probably would fall into that category of being, I'd be one of those kids on the foreshore of St Kilda Beach in front of the social distancing sign, hanging out with all my friends probably. Well, the good news is we're for the last, you know, 20 years, we've been, you know, gradually making sure that the younger generation doesn't trust any modern media. Yeah. So in this time when we actually need to get the messages out to everybody, we've, we, we, those messages are coming from people we've told them for the last 20 years not to trust the fucking word they're saying like we were watching channel nine the other night and they were doing a really good job covering it i actually was like oh this is really balanced this is really informative this is so unlike channel nine i had to check a couple of times to go are we sure we're not on the abc and they're letting channel nine people present the abc news or something because it was so what news is meant to be they were actually doing their job but the problem is that most of the time they don't do their job properly so if you're a younger person why would you trust mm. what channel 9 news is saying and if you're a younger person why would you trust what you know news.com.au are saying because they've been lying to you for the last you know 10 15 20 years and particularly in the last five years where no information seems to matter anymore and people don't believe facts the idea that 
kids already have that thing. We all know it, right? Yeah. You know, you, you drive fast when you shouldn't drive fast. You take drugs when you shouldn't take drugs. All in the idea of going, the bad side of this will never happen to me. So the idea that young people would also think about a disease that they can't even see and none of their friends have and, you know, they're going out to concerts and festivals and all those sort of things and no one got sick. Why would they believe that it's really a thing? Well, I think what we do is we need to... We need to get Billie Eilish and get her infected. That, that, that'll make them stand up and listen, won't it, Will? Take away your precious Billie Eilish, kids. Well, that's what we're going to do. Sorry, sorry, guys. We've got a government plan. The news reports are not getting through to the younger generation. So, okay, you're Billie Eilish. Uh, yeah. Okay, she's American, right? Isn't she Billie Eilish, right? So yeah, she gets a call, so. not from Donald Trump, because she's not going to take Donald Trump's call, but from someone high up in the American <laughs> government, the American chief medical officer. You know what? Trump calls yeah. Obama and he says, Barack, I know we've had our differences, but on behalf of America, you, you, you can save hundreds of thousands of lives in this country. And Barack Obama, of course, is like, well, of course, I'd like to do that. That's exactly you know, what I want to do with my time outside politics. Of course, Donald, I will do it. What is it that you need to do? And he goes, I need you to convince Billie Eilish to get coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> So now I'm Barack Obama and you're Billy Eilish. All right? Yeah. Uh, ring, ring, okay. ring, ring, ring. Hello? Ring. Hello? Hello? Is, hello, is that Billy Eilish? Yeah, who's this? This is uh, former president of the United States, Barack Obama. Oh my God, you sound like an old person. Are you an old person? <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm, I'm Why'd you call me on the phone? President. Only old people call on the phone. If you were a young person, you'd text. Oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> what do you she want, old up. person? Okay. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> um, so we're reading text now? <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, uh, Billie Eilish, who dis? <laughs> It's uh, it's Barack, lol. Barack, <laughs> oh, excellent. I'll see you after at the after party at the Grammys. <laughs> not, not the rack, Barack. Oh. It's Barack Obama. Oh, Barack. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, sup? Oh oh. <laughs> oh. 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 For yeah. Obama, not for old people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sup? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yo, yo, Billy. <laughs> I guess you've heard of the Roni that's been killing some olds. Sad face. So, <laughs> send. Uh, yeah, um, I've heard about it. I'm writing a song about it. It's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> I love your thumb. I love your music. Double thumbs up emoji. <laughs> Brown thumbs, obviously. <laughs> so um, I'm pretty busy. Oh, what do you need? Um, uh, America needs a favor. I'm listening. Um, ear emoji? Is there an ear emoji? I'm assuming there is. <laughs> um, the message isn't getting through to young people and you get through to young people so i have a proposition of how you can get the message out to young people omg 
I totes get through to young people. You totes do, smiley face. <laughs> so what do you need, O? Wink can we emoji? <laughs> can we question mark question mark dot 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 uh, infect you with the roni? That emoji <laughs> where the person's doing the gosh thing <laughs> with their hands on both sides of their faces. Um, vomit emoji, vomit emoji, vomit emoji. OMG, are you for reals with a Z on the end? Uh, eggplant. Oops, sorry. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling my mum. <laughs> well, that's one way of doing it. There's another method we could use, which is more of a, like, I guess... Um, like Manchurian candidate approach, which is we find that fat, sweaty guy from Casino. Was it Casino? No, Coffs Harbour. The fat, yeah. sweaty guy from the Thai restaurant in Coffs Harbour. We approach him. We say, we're from the government. We have a secret mission for you. We're going to send you to the Grammys or the VMAs or no, because they're all be cancelled. We're going to send you to Billie Eilish's recording studio. We know she's recording an album. You're going to dress as like a delivery person, something you're delivering food or you're delivering a speaker or something like that. Problem you with need this, to get- child, yeah, there's a problem though already with this. This what? guy refuses to wear a shirt. Even in the middle of a global <laughs> pandemic, this guy will not be tamed by a shirt. So you're going to have to dress him as something that is already shirtless because nobody's going to accept a parcel from a shirtless Amazon driver, for example. Well, could it be? I mean, if Billie Eilish has a birthday coming up, could it be that her friends have organized a strippogram? I mean, would strippograms still be running in this lockdown? Is that quarantined as well? Because it's only one person, a strippogram. I, I guess as long as the strippogram like, keeps a respectable distance away from the person they're stripping in front of, that's probably still fine. It's like home delivery. Okay, so somehow we need to. All right, we need an insider in Billie Eilish's group. We need to get her brother who writes all her music or, or someone else to say, look, we're gonna, we, we need you to help us get this person close to Billy. The nation is relying on you. So can you drop a hint to Billy that you've organized something hilarious for her birthday? So when the dude from Coffs Harbour turns up, the fat, sweaty, shirtless guy from Coffs Harbour turns up, she will think it's going to be like, or, or, or we just train the guy to be, we, we teach him a strip routine. We teach him like a Chippendales routine. So he actually goes through with it. And as part of the routine, he flicks some of his sweat onto Billy Eilish. Yeah, okay, that could work. That could definitely work. How's, I mean, he, how getting, long do, how's he getting there though? That, I mean, this guy's, you know, in Coffs Harbour at the moment. Like, and we've got to get him to America. There's no flights going. Got it. We send the Ruby Princess up to Coffs Harbour. It's not doing anything else. <laughs> I see it every day. It's just floating in the ocean just down the end of my street. So I reckon we just charter. The, I mean, they're going to need the money. So government contract, we're chartering the Ruby Princess, go up via Coffs Harbour, and then how long will it take to sail to America? Mike, can you work out how long it takes to sail a boat from America to, from Australia to America, please? Yeah, that's okay. So that's going to be interesting because it's going to take a while. That's the truth. Yeah. Of it, isn't it? <laughs> it's perfect. We've got plenty of time to teach him all the routines. We can teach him like it's raining men. Uh, we can teach him what's that one? Um, uh, the the one from Magic Mike, my pony. pony. Get Junior on it, Junior Wine's pony. <laughs> That's the two that he needs. He doesn't yeah. need any more than two. 
<laughs> I suppose. I mean, I mean but what, what if the guy actually discovers he really likes being a male stripper? And when he gets there, he goes rogue. <laughs> he starts doing like strippergrams, not for Billie Eilish. Okay, hang on. Mike says a freighter cruise from Sydney to the west coast of USA would take 26 days. I reckon that's, like, that's good. That gives us enough time to kind of nail down our approach. We can sort of keep Billy's brother on the inside. We just coordinate it all around a special event for her where you're likely to receive a, a strippogram. And it's a great Danny Boyle sequel to 28 Days because it would take 26 days to get there and then two days to pull off our plan. The new plot of the movie is to infect <laughs> Billy Eilish with the coronavirus through a strippogram that we met in a Thai restaurant in Coffs Harbour and we can get it all done within a month. Even in February, we could have got it done. 28 days, that's all we need to get this plan. That's then stage one though, but then we have to, then the second phase is getting Billy Eilish to get the word out there. So I assume Billy Eilish has a TikTok, right? Oh, I mean, if she doesn't, she can set one up. She's in quarantine, she's at home. Right. So we then need to convince Billy Eilish to be doing daily TikToks to, uh, or whatever her biggest following is, whether that's Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is. She's got to be going like, yo, I mean, I don't even know what she sounds like. Yo, it's Billy Eilish here. Uh, uh, big shout out to all the medical teams taking care of me. Yo, don't don't even chip dog. Uh, I'm going to get through this, but everyone take COVID-19 seriously. Billie Eilish out. <laughs> yes, because Billie Eilish speaks like a young person in the early 2000s. Well, she's like, no, she's a little emo and stuff. So what would she say? She'd be like, um, uh, you know, the world is a, a dark place and um, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't care about anything, but I do care about not dying. I mean, it's so lame to to die. Dying is lame. If you don't want to die, be like me, Billy Eilish. Lame viruses. Viruses are lame. Dying's lame. Normally, I like things that are lame. I write songs about lame things. I think everything's lame. But you know what's really lame? Kanye. But also the coronavirus. (laughs) Cut. Brilliant, Billy. Thank you very much. We got it. Well, do you think, like, based on this, because the fact that Tom Hanks got it probably got a lot of baby boomers and Gen X to pay attention to it. Because we were like, oh, hang yeah. on. If Tom Hanks has got this. Forrest Gump's got it. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and he was sick and he was properly sick and all the messaging he put out about what you were meant to do was really responsible. So that got through to a certain demographic. But for young people, you're absolutely right. They don't give a shit about Tom Hanks and what his messages are. They didn't listen to that. We needed to infect one of the Jonas Brothers or Billy Eilish <laughs> or even, <laughs> you know, one of, one of five sauce. We just, there's five oh. of them. Like, we just Mate, need to get one of the guys from Five Sauce or One Direction get the corona. Even even better, K-pop. There's like yeah, 15 members true. of a K-pop band. They're not mm. social distancing. We infect one of them. We infect all of them. And then we get their – K-pop's huge. The fan base is massive. We're going to get all those people. Well, the message will get out to all of them. Yeah, I mean, that's K-vid. good. But I'm, I'm K-pop wor- 19. Oh, yeah, Okay. Yeah, all right. I, I actually don't mind this. I think the K-pop might be the direction to go because you've got to get into, like you said, infect one and then infect them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> one infection to rule them all. Well, I um, I went into the town that is nearest to me uh, where I am now uh, the other day and it was a real mix 
of people who like you know all the shops were kind of set up with the social distancing mm. in place like you know um yeah, the markings on the floor, maybe like, you know, some things where it was only one person in, one person out, so they didn't have too many people in the shop. Um, the supermarket had like disinfectant at the door, like that a person like disinfecting everyone's hands. You know, it was all really well set up. And then there were some people who just weren't wearing shoes and clearly just <laughs> did not care about the fact that it was going on. So you could, I think there is that, just that real mix, you know, in society. But I think in the city people are much more aware of it than in the country because I think in the city, you know, the fact that your your suburb or the streets at night are completely empty feels like yeah. we are in the middle of a pandemic because you're used to seeing that all the time. Whereas if you're in somewhere where people don't necessarily run into heaps of people all the time or they're living far apart from each other, suddenly you just think, well, it's, it's, it's easy to not not be up to date with what's going on. A hundred percent. It's that out of sight out of mind thing and and also i feel like in the city as well or last night for instance uh i had my first zoom party because i've got a bunch of friends that i haven't seen in ages and so we did our first zoom party and it was so funny like i've noticed in the last three weeks my friends being a lot more attentive to each other in terms of like there's more whatsapp whatsapp chats going on and people checking in on each other and all that kind of stuff and then we jumped on the sort of Skype call and there's probably about six different six different couples or friends or whatever on this on this Skype call. <laughs> and just sort of realizing that none of us have really taken a, a breath. You know, like this sort of like events you'll catch up for, weddings, birthdays, you know, milestone events, things like that. But generally we don't really talk to each other. And it's like now that everyone's working from home and we do have time, it's like Oh shit! You you sort of forced to kind of think about like you know what what you value and 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 your friendships and stuff and it's it's actually because we're trying to sort of talk about the positive what are the positives to come out of this and there has been this I think at least with you know my group of friends like this hitting pause on oh, what are we all running after and pursuing and you know is this just giving you an opportunity to go okay well. I now that ha- I, I I can't throw everything into work or be completely obsessed with work or the in and outs of just like mundane day-to-day things because now you're spending more time with your family and you've got time to talk to your friends. It was actually really, it was a really nice night. We were going to just jump on for 40 minutes, but then we all stayed on the call for about close to three hours because we're having so much fun. And it was actually genuinely nice to actually, because of the format of being on a Zoom call where you can't all just sort of talk at once or grab your phone or whatever, we all had to sort of go around the group and one by one sort of give an update on what we've been doing and how we're feeling and all that kind of stuff. And the best part was because we've been in this fucking podcast remotely for so many years, I've gotten, because some people's connections weren't great, I'm very good at like, getting three or four words out of a sentence, but picking up the thread of what they're talking about and being able to respond. Uh, it did occur to me when I was, you know, on one of those calls the other night, I was like, this is the one thing we're experts in. <laughs> like we have been training for this for the last seven years of us doing this podcast over Skype and having to deal with all the myriad of technical problems and still be able to, you know, maintain a conversation and know what it's like to look into the screen. We are ready for this moment. And I completely agree with you about the slowing down of life. 
Like, I mean, because, you know, we're moving and stuff like, you know, the other day I was just, even just simple things like where I was updating, you know, some bills, like putting them in you know, different places. I cleaned the barbecue, I cleaned the fridge, all these sort of things that needed to be mm. done. But having that time when you could do those things and then, you know, not knocking off and having like an hour long conversation with a friend on the phone about what they're doing. You're like, this is a nicer way to live. Now, I know there's mm. a myriad of downsides to what's put us in this situation, but if we don't learn... I mean, I've been banging on for ages about the fact that I feel like we're living our lives wrong. You know, I've mentioned before that Lily Tomlin joke, which is, you know, the problem with the rat race is that even if you win, you're still a rat. And I think <laughs> it's one of those great all-time jokes because it's just such a perfectly written joke, but also it's a great human insight. We get mm. caught so up in the idea of what like society and life is meant to be about and then we saw how quickly all those things we've been told are super important have crumbled and gone away and then suddenly we've had to work out what it is that we do like or how we survive in this and there's been a lot of it that i've really liked you know like mm. i mean and that's not to diminish all the pain and i mean look i'm completely unemployed for six months so there's certainly been some you know, scary times in my world to, you know, worry about, you know, money and finances and all those things. But I think that they have been overwhelmed by, you know, a lot of the positive things that have come out of this. Yeah. I mean, the the general consensus from everyone that I spoke to last night was exactly that, which is, oh, you, you, your day shifts between like gut churning anxiety about, well, how do I pay for things? You know, what's the future going to look like? You know, what does 12 months down, what does three years down the track look like? But then, just that when you can try and be in the moment and discover those small things like, yeah, connecting with your family a bit more or speaking to your friends or, I mean, I don't think, I haven't learned an instrument yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not on my hoverboard out in the street, but I definitely have had more time to put towards things that aren't work oriented, you know, just be a bit more creative with that kind of stuff, which has been, I mean there is part of me that is like, well, things will pick up. Like I have an optimistic, like things will, they'll have to get better. I mean, I think that's what's allowing me to, you know, be indulgent in the more creative kind of stuff. But if six months down, months down the track, things, you know, there's a more dire forecast and maybe a hundred percent of my time will be occupied with the anxiety. You know, <laughs> At the moment it's early days. And so you feel like, oh, okay, well we're in okay position for now. Like it's not like panic stations yet. Maybe I can sort of, you know, check out a few different things, but then, you know, who knows it'll be like in six months. Well, that's, and none of us do. This is really like a day by day, you know, week by week proposition at the moment. But, and of course, you know, the long-term ramifications of what we're going through might change the world forever if it ends up happening for a long time in so mm. many different ways. You know, the reprioritizing of what's important in life, you know, just how life operates. You know, the idea of will people go on overseas holidays in the next year, for example, or will people all just sort of stay at home and not travel as much? Will they travel more internally when we're able to get mm. back to things? Will people be hesitant to go out to events again or will they immediately want to like fill up stadiums and fill up rock concerts and all these sort of things because we didn't get to do that are people going to immediately go back to everybody working at their jobs like or are people going to do two days a week from home and three days a mm. week in the office and will that redefine how cities work how traffic works how you know workplaces you know all these things could be long-lasting ramifications but it feels like the most wasted part of this would be if the world just went to what it was to before we started doing this. If it just bounced yeah. back to completely what we were doing, then the whole thing's been a complete and utter waste of time. But I think there's been, you know, like, I mean, I think the banks 
it's very hard normally to say anything decent about the banks. We had a massive royal commission in Australia where, you know, the banks were accused of and found to be doing a whole bunch of horrible things. But they seem to have been acting pretty well in this situation, you know, trying to help out people through what is a pretty hard time for a lot of people. There's public institutions seem to be, and they're private institutions, obviously, but public and private institutions seem to be trying to step up in this situation. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that, totally grateful for is the healthcare system we have in mm. this country like i mean if you see what's happening in the states and it's just like it just boggles boggles your mind to think that you know you're dealing with this but then you have to also work out well if i need help can i seek help or is this going to bankrupt me financially like it's just i've never been so grateful to live in it. the last in the last six months with the bushfires and everything that's happened, I've never been more grateful to live in this country. Like I know that we complain all about it a lot and I think we should be pursuing a better system of living and the style of government and everything like that, but we are very lucky. We're so lucky to have the, the life we have down here. Well, I mean, if we hadn't let in the Ruby Princess and they'd shut the borders for America, because the problem was, obviously, there was people in America who were infected, but because they were pretending no one was infected there and they weren't doing any tests, um, you know, we shut off the flight from China, but we let people keep coming back from America. And most of the cases in Australia can be either yeah, connected to America or to the Ruby Princess. And essentially, because we're an island and they're able to shut the borders, if it hadn't been for those two things, if we got on top of those, we really probably wouldn't have had much of it in Australia at all. And the reason that it looks like we might be able to control some of it, and we don't know at this stage, like mm. it all changes so much day to day, but it does feel like the measures they're putting in place are starting to help control it in Australia if we if we stick at it. Mm. We do have the geographical advantage of there being water around us everywhere. You can control who comes in and out of here. A moat. We like to call it a moat. Australia's got a well, moat. There has been an irony that a government who'd been banging on for the fact uh, that they needed to stop the boats for the last 10 years did not stop the one boat that it was really important for them to stop. I know. That was the one, guys. so funny. Um, well, last week we did some shout-outs to some uh, small businesses who are uh, doing it a bit tough like everyone at the moment. And so... We got through quite a few, but then um, I realized I hadn't uh, read the, the messages we got on Facebook. And then by the time I got those ones, we'd been got a whole new bunch of new ones on our Instagram. So I thought we could spend part of this episode uh, doing some more shout outs. Are you down for that? Sure. I am. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, let's start with Coyote Catering in Canberra. It's a catering company. Uh, they used to cater to restaurants and events, but now they're doing home delivery. Coyote Catering. You'll be howling with delight. <laughs> oh, no, no for, good. Forget the KKK, check out the CCC. Coyote Catering Canberra. <laughs> uh, you can find them. <laughs> you'll at you'll CC how good we are at Coyote Catering. Coyote, did you say Coyote? Because Coyote, is it Coyote? It's Coyote, right? It is Coyote, but I misspoke. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make fun of you because when I was uh, compiling this list, I was r reading it out aloud and I was like, Coyote is a weird word. It does not look like it should be pronounced Kai, Coyote. It should be Coyote. In fact, Coyote Catering, Canberra. Uh, they're at coyote, coyotecatering.com.au. Uh, your teacher's pet creature. Uh, they are a business that provide acute plush and book combination backed up with some great digital resources to assist early childhood educators with behavior management. And they're actually uh, releasing free posters at the moment right now, which show kids how to wash their hands. 
Oh, okay. That's a really good idea. Your Teacher's Pet Creature. You can find them at yourteacherspetcreature.com. I think that was a free poster. I can't go about, be bothered going back to check the listing, but I'm pretty sure he said it was a free poster about washing hands. Anyway, check them out. Imagine if they get inundated. Like, where's my fucking free poster? I need to teach my kids how to wash their hands. We never said there was a free poster. I listened to a podcast and they said there was definitely a free poster for my kid. Where's my free poster? Uh, well, I know you love chiropractors. We've talked about them a lot on this show. So when you can uh, be touched by another human again, you might want to check out Total Balance Chiropractic in Newcastle. Um, there was no order for them to shut down. They decided to do it voluntarily. As uh, the guy who wrote in said, their hands are their superpower, but right now they're like kryptonite. Mm. Yeah, that's very good, actually. Because I was wondering about this the other day. Because Could you do it in gloves? Could you chiropractor in, in gloves? I would assume so. I mean, it's, in a, it's a, considered a health service, right? Mm. He also, by the way, in when he wrote his message to us, was very apologetic. He understood that he's not considered a real doctor. No. And he knows how we feel about doctors. So he was he was ve- he bent the knee <laughs> to the toe fob, which I felt was completely unnecessary. <laughs> you work in the medical profession. Mm. Total balance car does he though? in UK. No. <laughs> <laughs> Will, if you're looking for some fashion, can I point you in the direction of Style Lily in northern New South Wales? Actually, uh, yeah, Style Lily, which is spelled S-T-Y-L-I-L-Y. So it's like merging the word style and the name Lily. Style Lily. It's fashion for men and women and children. They've seen a 45% drop in business uh, since all this kicked off, but they are still selling stuff online. You can check them out at stylelily.com.au. That's S-T-Y-L-I-L-Y.com.au. Uh, once again, I'll be sending this list across to Mike and he can put all the links in the podcast, uh, in the episode description. Now, Style Lily clothing, do we know what sort of clothing it is, Style Lily? I mean, it's. I think it's just like fashion. It's like it's it's whatever's 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 you know, cool, man. That general category of clothing, fashion. It's not. What did you mean? What kind of clothes? Is it like sporting wear or so evening wear or whatever? I think it's just like clothes, man. <laughs> like how many shops just sell clothes? They sell a specific style. All right, or hang on. I'm, design I'm, I'm of clothes. You don't just go. You know, it's just clothes. Okay, um, they sell, all right, for women, beachwear, bottoms, dresses, jackets, vests, jumpsuits, playsuits, knitwear, shirts, blouses, skirts, sleepwear, swimwear, tees, tops, tracksuits, and sweats. They sell shoes, flats, heels, sandals, slides, walkers, comforts, thongs, boots, and slippers. They sell accessories, ladies' wallets, ladies' bags, ladies' scarves, ladies' wraps, ladies' belts, ladies' beanies, headbands, fascinators, hats, gloves, jewelry, and hankies. And, and for, for men, men they, sell- they sell pants and a T-shirt. <laughs> Knitwear, sleepwear, jackets, vests, polo, swimwear, underwear, bottoms, tracksuit pants, shirts, tees and tops, sandals, slides, dress shoes, casual comfort, walkers, runners, thongs, joggers, slippers, wallets, belts, hats, scarves, gloves, beanies and hankies. And I'm not going to read the children. I think I've made my point, Will. They sell fashion. (laughs) We didn't start the fire. So tell me this. What does it look like, though? Like is, like, is it floral or is it patterned or is it plain? All right. I'm going to click on... uh Oh, they also sell giftware. <laughs> they sell everything. So <laughs> Lily is comprehensive. Okay. I'll click a random men's, what, uh, men's jackets and vests? Yeah, if right. I wanted to buy a jacket or a vest, what would it look like? It looks like a fucking jacket or a vest. I can't, I do not know how to describe this any other way. It's a navy jacket with a collar and long sleeves. Um, it's a Z snowy mountain fleece jacket. Or you can get a shipyard knit jumper. It just looks like 
clothes. I'm not the right person to be asking about this. Like, it's your, it's your standard issue wearing clothes, clothes. If you want to wear clothes, go to Style Lily. They have them. <laughs> uh, Will, do you like food and drink? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Fix Wine Bar in Sydney are delivering food, wine and beer. The owner is sacrificing his own wage to keep his staff on. So really appreciate people ordering some stuff from there. Uh, That's fixwine.com.au. When you need a fix, don't whine, call Fix Wine. Oh, that's pretty good. So it's Fix Wine, F-I-X. F-I-X-W-I-N-E, fixwine.com.au. Because I thought it was, initially, I thought it was Vic Swine. And I was like, Vic Swine. Uh, No, he's my mortal enemy, Vic Swine. (laughs) Don't get me started on him. I'll get you next time, Swine. Um, uh, Will, you're a dirty old bastard. (laughs) Mm. So you, you mean you from might the need some clan. soap? I am dirty old bastard. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you like being clean and not smelling, so you it's might true. want to check out Washpool in rural Queensland. They have really great soaps, shaving soaps, and all sorts of natural, handmade goodies. You can check them out at washpool.com.au. Don't be a fool. Check out Washpool. Uh, don't be don't be a dope. Get you some soap. Maybe get rope. Yourself, maybe maybe get yourself a free poster on how to wash your hands as well. Get some soap. Get into your new clothes. Be clean. Uh, well, uh, if you uh, know how to frame this, okay, no joke. I'm just going to say it. Leslie V Life Coaching. Uh, she says she's a life coach. She was working face to face, but now she's working online only. She's also got a YouTube channel, so you can check out some of her advice there. Uh, you can just uh, Google a Leslie V Life Coaching. You can also go to LeslieVCoaching.com to check out her website. She's also on Facebook and Instagram. Leslie V Life Coaching. Now, I've had some experience with life coaching. I even made a web series about a life coach. Uh, I'm assuming she's a lot better than Alan Mercedes, the star of Lessons for Life with Alan Mercedes, available on the TOEFOP YouTube channel. Um, life coaching. I imagine some people would need a bit of that right now. It probably is a good time. You know, if, if it is something you're thinking about anyway, but particularly if this time has made you think about what you want to do with your career and your life and how you want to reframe it and perhaps how you might use this downtime in a positive way so that when we come out the other end, you're in a better position and your life is in sort of better shape, then, yeah, I think this is actually probably really a great time to be, be able to touch base with somebody in that regard. Have you ever done any of those masterclass classes? No, because I hear there's homework. And I hate homework. There is. Yeah. Like if yeah. I could just watch the videos and like, and then just take it in you and can. go, yeah, I get the gist. That, that's what I want. But I don't want to have to do homework. <laughs> yeah, there is homework, but you don't get like detention if you don't do it. <laughs> do you have to share it with anybody or is it just for you? It's just for you. Oh, okay. So I can just not do the homework. Yeah, that's oh, what I did. In which I case, yes, I, I am going to do one of those masterclasses. What do you recommend? <laughs> I did the David Mamet one on writing, but I found him so unpleasant and unlikable. And then since found out that like he's a really hardcore like right wing Republican and stuff, I didn't realize it. I'm like, this guy's a fucking dick. Why didn't I like him? And then I did a bit of reading on him afterwards. I was like, oh, I didn't enjoy that class at all. The Judd Apatow one on comedy is quite good. If anyone's interested in sort of like getting into comedy or comedy writing, he's quite interesting. I've also done... Uh, the David Lynch directing, which was baffling, as baffling as a David Lynch film. 
And then the Spike um, Spike Lee has done one on directing, which is quite good as well. So they're my recommendations for people who are looking to do some stuff. <laughs> did you do the Did you do the homework? Um, uh, no homework on any of them. Oh no, I did the David Mamet one. I started doing the homework because what the way it works is you so you sign up for it, and then you're part of like an online group, hmm. so you can you know, uh, upload whatever you've written or your homework, whatever, and people can evaluate, you can discuss it, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't enjoy that experience. And I also felt like, because people there are all different experience levels as well. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to walk as slow as the slowest walker in this group. <laughs> <laughs> what a great message for society. Just <laughs> leave them behind. That's what I say. No, leave no man behind. Leave them all behind. That's what I say. Sounds like a little mammoth's rubbed off on you. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, well, if you're in uh, Hobart in Tasmania, you might want to visit a, a little patisserie called Crisp and Sweet in Claremont Plaza. They're open seven days a week. They're doing takeaways at the moment. But their stuff is delicious. Mm. Um, that's the chef's fingers kiss. Um, crisp and Sweet. Uh, give me a, give me a, a slogan for them. Uh, if you need a treat, go to Crisp and Sweet. Need something to eat. Crisp and Sweet. Go to Crisp and Sweet. Crisp and Sweet. Our croissants can't be beat. Um, uh, uh, okay. Uh, if you need a treat, go to Crisp and Sweet. Uh, get one for your lover. They're better than Crisp and Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Little drive-by to Crisp and Glover for some reason. I don't know. No, and that's as that. in saying... That's as in saying Crispin Glover's great. We've set the bar at Crispin oh, Glover. Oh, so great! They're even better than Crispin yeah. Glover. It's not like a diss to Crispin Glover. It's a, it's a, you know, it's an endorsement of how good the treats are at Crispin Sweet. Now we had a, a couple of people contact us who are franchisee. What are you, franchisee? Is that what, mm. when you're part of a franchisee? You're a franchisee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a franchisee of uh, VIP cleaning, and yep. they've asked for shout out. One in Brisbane, one in Sydney. Um, they're happy to come around and disinfect your house for COVID-19 or your workplace. So if you need something cleaned, VIP cleaning. Mm. Um, inspired carpentry in timber flooring in Brisbane. He's a carpenter. He does timber flooring. <laughs> it's sort of in the title. And it's inspired. Uh, find it's inspired though. That's the thing about it. Uh, he uh, has. You can find him on Facebook. He says, anyone who's got regular employment at the moment, please... Please keep getting work done on your homes because it's going to be a tough one for a lot of sole traders uh, for the next six months at least. Your floorboard's looking tired? Time to get inspired. Ah, that's brilliant. Well, in WA, you might want to buy a tree. And so if you do, you go to Ellenby Tree Farm. Tree Farm. They do some great things to the community and the environment, and they keep, they're keeping their 20-odd employees going during this tough time. So support them for supporting their employees. Go to LMB Tree Farm. What is a tree farm? I mean, look, this may sound like the dumbest thing in the world, but just want to check. Like, I know that flea markets don't sell fleas. Mm. Tree farms, is it just like you go there and there's just a bunch of trees? Right? They're just like, it's like a forest? <laughs> is a tree farm just a forest? Yeah, but it's baby trees. It's like... Baby transplanted okay, right. trees so that you can like take them away in a pot and then plant them on your land or whatever. That's your 
your tree Isn't farm. Isn't that what a nursery is? Yeah, but it's a bigger version of that, what? and it's just for trees. Why do you just call it big nursery? <laughs> well, I mean, because that actually sounds like big farmer or something. You've got to watch out for big nursery. And then you're like, what, are they involved <laughs> in children in some way? No, then it's no. We mean, <laughs> anyway, it's a tree farm. Let's just keep it simple. It's a farm where you can buy a tree. Um, I like the fact that they have 20-odd employees, and you didn't actually specify whether that means they have 20-ish employees or they're actually saying we have 20 odd employees <laughs> like they are they are they are total space cadets i'm telling you nutbags every one of them we do not know what they're doing to the trees at night but we want to keep them employed um uh, in South Australia, you might be living... Well, I mean, you could be in South Australia, but you could be Australia-wide, I believe, for this one. Uh, love for lobes. What do you think that is, Will? Love for lobes. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, lobes um, are, are on your ear. So um, I would suggest they are some earrings or something like that. Are they earring, some sort of earring? You're wrong. It's a fan club for Fremantle footballer Rory Lobb. Oh, right. <laughs> love for okay. lobes. Lobes. Love for lobes. <laughs> no, you're 100% correct. It's uh, uh, bespoke handcrafted earrings that are one of a kind. Mm. It's a business that's run out of South uh, Gawler in South Australia, which is an area I know very well, Will, because that's where they filmed McLeod's Daughters. And I, if there'd been love for lobes back in those days, maybe I would have got myself a swanky uh, diamond studded cow earring of some sort. <laughs> Has any of your characters ever had an earring? No. Have you ever had an earring? No. I've got tiny ears. Why would I draw attention to them? Well, maybe you could get like an earring that like made your ears look bigger. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Like a prosthetic. Yeah, but it's like a clip-on. Like like a clip-on yeah. earring, but you just clip on an extra bit of ear. So at the top, and it just comes like sort of like a seashell you would find at the beach or like a hearing aid, but yeah. you clip it to the top of your ears and it just makes your ears look bigger. A wonder bra for ears. <laughs> um, what have we got here? It's love for lobes. Oh, oh boy. No good. Oh, you come up with something That's better. like what would make me want to cut off my ears if I heard it. <laughs> um, nothing rhymes with lobes besides strobes. Uh, globes? Oh, yeah, globes. Where the best in the globe? No, it doesn't quite work. Uh, I forget it. <laughs> Sorry, love for lobes. That's the best you're going to get. What do we got here? Love for lobes. Uh, uh, the best on the globes it's love uh, love for lobes um, if you're in uh, Melbourne specifically South Yarra you might want to check out Fusion Springs they're a catering business uh, that specialise in Vietnamese food that is now selling direct to the public their rice paper rolls are to die for poor choice of words not theirs mine mm. um, and they have great no, what they're saying is literally they're covered in coronavirus <laughs> so good luck <laughs> But everything else on the menu is great. Apparently, they have fantastic veggie options. Uh, you can order and pick up. They do a hole in the wall drop off, so you don't. It's contact free. You can check them out on Instagram at Fusion Springs or go to the website, which is too long to read out here. But Mike will put in the episode description. Hey, Will Fusion Springs. If you're in South Australia and you have a baby, maybe you want to put some clothes on that baby. 
And if that's the case, then you might want to go to kitten. You should. You definitely should put some clothes on that baby, I would suggest. You can check out Kitten Cradle. They're designer baby clothes. Uh, they did have a store, but they're now just doing online sales. They're funky as. Uh, that's my editorial. That's not from them. Kitten Cradle. Uh, kittencradle.com.au. Um, the cat, the cat's in the cradle. Cats in the kit. Well, how about we come kids, up with like kids a, a, in the cradle? a jingle, a jingle that's a spoof on cats in the cradle. A kit's mm. in the cradle to give you some. <laughs> Sorry, <thank you. laughs> I just uh, kit's in the cradle. You got to get some clothes. You can't have a nude baby. That's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> what? I tried to make clothes and rules rhyme. I'm no Eminem. You are no Eminem. <laughs> the kids in the cradle got to get your baby clothes. They can't be nude. That's against the rules. <laughs> it works. I think it works. <laughs> like that works. That, that is good. Once you start just singing it in a way where the words don't really sound like the words, it does rhyme. You're right. <laughs> Kittencradle.com.au. Uh, if you're in Victoria. <laughs> And you've been to Etihad Stadium, which is, what's it called these? A Marvel. If you've ever been to Marvel Stadium. Marvel Stadium. You might have seen uh, on your way to and from there a couple of paraphernalia stores that sell AFL gear called Sporting House Direct. Well, that is a small family-run sports store that mainly specializes in AFL supporter clothing. They're not... Uh, they're not an AFL store. They're not sponsored by the AFL. They buy and sell their own clothes. But obviously, because the AFL's been called off, they are struggle city. So you might want to support your club and support uh, them by going to their website, which I've just lost for the time being, which is sportinghousedirect.com.au and support a family business. You got a slogan uh, for me? Sporting House Direct. Sporting House Direct. Uh the only word that's coming into my mind is erect, and that's probably not an appropriate. <laughs> what about deflect? Deflect? Neglect? Uh, uh, don't your, your oh. team you don't want to neglect go to Sporting House to, to direct. Oh, your team you don't want to neglect. Your clothes you must collect. Uh, the footy season it is wrecked, yes. but go to Sporting House direct. Perfect. Uh, Will, Cup of Kings is a drinking game and an app based off the Kings of, uh, Kings of Cup or Ring of Fire. I don't know what either of those things are. Do you? Uh, well, Ring of Fire was a Johnny Cash song. And Mark, Kings you, of Cup. Can you look up King, King, of, um, King of Cups or Kings of Cup and Ring of Fire? And It's a drinking game, apparently. I mean, look, okay. Find out what that is. Well, Kings of Cup. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds fantasy doesn't it? Ring of Fire and Kings of Cup. They sound like if, if one of the Lord of Rings films was called the the Ring of Fire or the King of the Cup, you'd be like, that makes sense. Well, these guys have designed uh, their own uh, card game and app uh, based off that kind of stuff called Cup of Kings. You see what they did there, Will? They switched the words around and made it Cup of Kings because I guess the cup is the drinking, makes it more prominent than King of Kings of Cup. Or Ring of Fire or Game of Thrones. I get well, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, the alliteration makes sense. Ring of Fire, Kings of Cup, Game of Thrones, Cup of Kings. A bit more info. Uh, uh, King of Cups and Ring of Fire and Cup of Kings, uh, the people who get the shout out, they're all drinking games. Young people having fun, deck of cards. Each one corresponds to a different kind of thing. Uh, podcast Mike told me he's, to, he's a veteran of this from university. 
and that the way the drinking game would go is that there would be a pool in the middle and everyone like you know missed rounds or whatever would pour their drink into the middle of the cup and at the end someone has to drink the jug in the middle filled with everyone else's drinks Ah, oh, gross. gross. <laughs> no wonder young people don't care about coronavirus when they're doing gross things like that. We must infect Billie Eilish. <laughs> uh, Cowlick Books in Colac, Victoria is an independent bookstore that is now selling online. You can find them at Cowlick, but that's L-I-K, not L-I-C-K, cowlick.com.au. Cowlick Books. Um, you'll be moved when you read our books. Oh, yeah, I like that. I was going to say, don't be a dick, go to Cowlick. Uh, I like Cowlick of Colac, though. That's a nice name uh, Alliteration. for a place as well, Cowlick. I'm not something yeah. about flick, because, you know, Cowlick is also like a hair flick, so it's like, uh, give boredom the flick, come down to Cowlick. Uh, if you need a dictionary, go to Cowlickson Harry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cowlick, C-O-W-L-I-K dot com dot A-U. Uh, this is a uh, – someone contacted on behalf of her partner who's a sole trader, independent contractor. He doesn't have a website. Um, he doesn't really have much social media presence, but she's passed on his email, which she assured me she actually wanted to send me his mobile. And I was like, I don't, don't think I can read that on air, but she's given me his email, which apparently is fine to give out on air. Uh, his name's Clint Russell. And he uh, does data cabling, TV wall mount, security camera installation, and alarm systems. Um, so I think at this stage, with all of us at home, we probably do need, you might need your data cabling updated. You probably need a TV wall mount or some security camera ins- installation to see what those bloody teenagers are doing with your bins at night. Um, so if you want to get in contact with him, he's in Victoria. You can email him at clintjohnrussell at gmail.com. That's clintjohnrussell at gmail.com. Now, should we like, – is he on to something? The fact that he works literally with technology, you know, security systems, you know, internet, you know, wall mounting of your, all your equipment, and yet he doesn't have any social media presence himself. Is that because he he's seen – He's seen what's going on. Like, he knows that the ultimate security is not actually having those sort of things. Do you think, well, does that, I mean, that then calls into question his whole business model. I mean, what's he doing for other people if he's aware? Is he just like, damn it, man, like, I've tried to tell these people, but it's, you can only yell into the storm for so long. If people want their bloody big TVs and their their internet, their high-speed internet cables. Maybe, I guess... He feels if he connects it in himself, at least he knows what's going on. He can keep an eye on Maybe. Do you feel like, I mean, there are a lot of conspiracies going around, but do you feel like, you know, every time you sort of see like an apocalypse film, it's like Skynet, you know, why do they bother turning Russia against America when they could just come up with a virus? Like, has this proven that all those apocalypse films where it's a super complicated matrix or terminator style setup for how humans wipe each other out when really all the computer needs to do is just like manufacture a virus and we are so susceptible do you think that makes any of those apocalypse films in the future a bit moot i mean certainly it makes this now the most tempting thing for anybody evil to do because surely if you're planning something evil now like i mean you just you just release a pandemic into the world and let the idiots spread yeah. it all over the joint. I mean, do, do anti-vaxxers... I'd be interested to know what... Do anti-vaxxers hold the line on this one? Like, you know, you're so convinced that polio and all those kind of vaccines are just like money spinners for, for drug companies. 
are you, I mean, you got to hold your nerve with this one, right? You can't, I mean, you should be out there licking poles and just fucking like embro- taking deep breaths of sweaty guys in Coss Harbour. You can't back down now. Well, I don't think you do. In fact, I think you double down in these situations. But I, I, I do think the opposite of that is actually true. I mean, this is a classic example of what happens when we don't have a vaccine for something. You know, like, you know, measles and, you know, all those other diseases could be spreading in this exact same way and shutting down the world. But luckily enough, we have vaccines for them now. And that's why the world can go on. This is a classic example of what a world looks like without Mm. vaccines. Soul Flame Yoga is now running courses online for people at home. You can check them out at soulflameyoga.com.au or on Instagram at soul underscore flame underscore yoga. Would you do that? Would you do an online? Can you do any kind of yoga? So, no is the answer. But Justin's just started, Justin Hamilton has just started doing yoga at home yeah, during this. And I have been looking to find some sort of exercise program that I can do at home. And you'll mm. enjoy this, Charlie, because the one that I'm considering doing, because I, I Googled all these ones that were good for people who had back problems and <clears> didn't have flexibility. Because most yoga, the problem is for me that I just don't have the flexibility to be able to do most of the things to make it an effective way to mm. do a workout. So I was trying to find what the best one on the internet is that seems to be good for back recovery and for sort of like men who don't have a lot of flexibility. Because a lot of yoga stuff is pitched obviously, you know, at women or at like, you fit. know, f- people who are fit already, that sort of idea. Whereas like I needed something that was kind of specifically for remedial and for people who aren't naturally coordinated or fit. And there is one in particular that gets the most recommendations that people swear by, but there is one specific oh, element about who, it that has still made me suspicious. Diamond Dallas Page. Is it DDP yoga? Diamond Dallas Pages yoga. DDP si- yoga. People swear I signed by up it. for it a couple of years ago. I signed up for it. I got the app and everything. I started doing it. It's good. It's really good. And? Well, I stopped doing it. <laughs> but it was good initially. Yeah. <laughs> but I mainly stopped doing it just because the I didn't I, I felt like I was spending enough money on trainers and gyms and stuff anyway. I felt like that's where I was getting fit. But no, I think it's really good. It's the great thing about it is that especially for someone like you is a lot of what he does, he's working with people who have chronic injuries or illness or things like that, who have limited mobility. I mean, if you're a wrestler, no one, no one has less like later stage mobility than wrestlers. Their bodies are completely fucked up, compressed spines and knees and shoulders and stuff. But no, I, I a hundred percent. It's the thing you've got to, the thing that, maybe you'll have trouble with is the fact that it's Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> like you may not be able to stop making fun of him to actually take in the lessons that are being dealt. You know what I mean? It's like you get that the guy's good at it and he's helped a lot of people, but it's Diamond Dallas Page. I mean, you know, this is the guy who tried to kidnap the Undertaker's wife. <laughs> <laughs> And this is exactly the sticking point I've been at because it every recommendation seems to be, you know, I read a lot of articles in sort of like, you know, sort of a GQ or an Esquire or whatever where they did like a proper, we did Diamond Dallas Pages, you know, yoga thing and this is why it was good. And so it all seems legit. And like the same logic as you. I'm thinking, well, he had a broken back. Like, who, yeah, this is somebody who I know his body's been punished. This is probably the sort of thing that would actually work for somebody like me. But at the same time, <laughs> it's Diamond Dallas Page. 
And that has been the bit that has stopped me from signing up to it so far. It's just purely, it's Diamond Dallas yeah. Page. Yeah, and I, knowing you, I think you might struggle with that the whole time, but you should give it a shot. Anyway, Soul Flame Yoga uh, is at uh, soulflameyoga.com.au. Um, we have an international request, an international shout-out, all the way from Pennsylvania, Brightside Scrubs. They make medical uniforms and scrubs. They've got limited store hours, but they are available online. Um, I'm, I guess they would ship internationally, maybe not. Uh, but if you're a US listener and you need scrubs or medical supplies, which it sounds like a bunch of people do, you can go to shopabrightsidescrubs.com. Unfortunately, I believe in the words of TLC and I don't <laughs> want no scrubs. So, Will, your fav- what's your favourite destination in all of Australia? Where do you love going? If you've got time to just kick back, where do you love to just chill? Where do I love to chill in Australia? The beach. The, probably the beach, I would say. The beach. Yeah, no, but what what actual place? What part of Australia? What? No, give me a name. If I was actually just going to go somewhere and chill, I mean, like, I guess you know, yeah. the the bar, the Gold Coast, the, the Gold Coast. <laughs> you love the Gold Coast, right? It is your favourite place in all of Australia. Oh man, nothing but culture, art. <laughs> <clears throat> And not questionable tattoos everywhere you look. You know what I love about the Gold Coast at the moment, Charlie, based on that is? I am proximately, I am in proximity quite close to the Gold Coast at the moment, but I like that there's a law in place that means that none of them can cross the border to come and see me. <laughs> well, if you could cross a border, you'd be going straight to Pacific Wholesale Fruit and Veg on the Gold Coast. They're doing contact-free fruit and veg home delivery. Oh, there you go. You don't even have to go there. Um, they've been going 20 years, family business as well, and they are loved by their community. Um, whoever wrote into me said that they've just helped them set up a website so they can do their contact-free oh, fruit delivery. Um, so you can go to pacificfruitandveg.com.au if you are in the Gold Coast or Queensland area. I that imagine. is actually a really great service. Any of those sort of home delivery fruit and veg services are invaluable during this time, so good one to support. I've just um, uh, signed up for my first big grocery delivery. Uh, I had to wait a week, which is fine. But it was, um, I actually was like, why haven't I been doing this forever? Like I just sat there because I do all the cooking in our house and I like to do different recipes every couple of days and stuff. So I'm constantly like getting, buying new stuff. And to sit there on my laptop, you know, maybe with a drink in my hand and just go online and click through things. I was like, Oh, this is heaps better than when I drive to the, have to find a park and go to the supermarket. And then I'm walking around trying to read off my phone. I have to ask a store attendant. What well, do you know? Where, do you have a, Adobe? Uh, do you have chilies in Adobe sauce? Where do I, uh, 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 not Adobe, uh, a Bodhi sauce. Anyway, whatever. No, Adobe <laughs> sauce. The stuff that you put on your stereo system. You know. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was really awesome. So I'm going to see how that goes. But I think, you know. If you can afford to uh, get a home delivery, and this place I'm going to, they give free delivery over a certain purchase. I think it's like 150 bucks, which probably does us for a week. Um, it's probably worth doing. That's my recommendation. Lastly, Will, uh, Four Hearts Brewing in Ipswich. Um, they're doing takeaways Wednesday to Saturday. That includes a gourmet $10 pub lunch between 12 and 3 p.m. They also do beer, wine, and spirit delivery in the Ipswich area. And you can find them online at at, at 4, the number 4, Hearts Brewing. Okay. Uh, you won't be spewing, go to 4 Hearts Brewing. <laughs> what are they you actually, doing? I go to remember. 4 Hearts Brewing. 
He recommended, uh, he said, if you can do better than something involving farts, then we'll be ahead of the game with our slogan. So well done. You've done it. <laughs> You'll be spewing four hearts brewing. Four hearts better than four farts. <laughs> That's Tofop for this week. Uh, we hope you're all safe and well. Thank you to everyone who's been supporting us on the Patreon. I've noticed an uptick in the last couple of weeks. Um, that's really good because that helps uh, us employ uh, Mike and, and Foz and, and just sort of keep doing what we're doing. Um, uh, you can check out our uh, – we have Willosophies coming out. Is that right? There's a new Willosophy. Yeah, so we've, we've still got a few episodes up our sleeve recorded – uh, pre-social distancing. So if you want a you know, coronavirus-free chat, we've still got about a month of original shows and then we're going to have to work out what we will do with the podcast after that if we're still in a, a, a place where we can't meet face-to-face. There was a new Fofop, uh, my yep. very occasional other podcast, Fofop. Uh, so uh, Justin Hamilton and I got together and did an episode of Fofop. So if you want to go and have a listen to that, that is up. And uh, if I can get the internet working consistently here, I will hopefully do a few more of those. And uh, we're going to try to do a two guys, one cup at some stage over the next week as well, go through our mailbag and answer people's questions. So if you're missing the footy and you want to hear some footy adjacent chat, uh, there will be a two guys one cup uh, coming up uh, as well and yes uh, Patreon is the place to go to support the podcast we understand that times are pretty tough for people at the moment but your support for as little as a dollar a month just lets us know that there are a group of people out there who want the podcast to consistently come out and it means that we can at least keep paying everybody through this time which is a handy thing to do and we've been updating the bonus content pretty regularly on the Patreon so far so we've been doing our little uh, Patreon letters segment a little mini episodes we've got a new one coming up this week and you can hear who wins the last of the sticker sheets? <laughs> the legendary sticker sheets. We've reached 50 of 50, so you can hear who wins the last. I think it's the last one. Maybe there's one more. Look, it might not be the last one, but I'm pretty sure it's the last one. But you can check out all the other great bonus content we have on Patreon as well. Another way uh, you can support the show that we don't ever really plug that we should get better at plugging is to buy merchandise from Redbubble. Uh, Foz has created a heap of amazing looking hoodies and t-shirts and mugs that's available on Redbubble. I think it's redbubble.com forward slash Mr. Foz. Um, you can go to James Foz Dyke's Instagram page. He's got a link to it there. But that's a really good way to support the show because any uh, merchandise gets sold, Foz uh, discounts off us, which means we you get to keep more of the Patreon money, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a domino effect. <laughs> but you get a, you get a shirt. Foz gets paid. We get to keep some of our Patreon money. So if you want to support the show in a different way, and you want to get a T-shirt or a mug or a hoodie, that's a good place to go. And also, you can get our YouTube channel. They got heaps of bonus content up there as well. I've just uploaded a new video that was a little outtake behind the scenes of when we did our Everyone Relax commentary, our very first episode. We recorded for eight minutes and realised at the end we hadn't pressed record. <laughs> I mean, on brand. Par for the course. Very on brand. I was doing an interview the other day. I've been on a bunch of uh, other in- uh, podcasts. Um, I- I've, there's a whole bunch of links to them on my social media. I was on the 100th episode of Fitbet uh, podcast with Dil Rook and Ben Lomas. I was on Funny in Failure. That's uh, a two-part episode that people can check out. Um, there's a couple of video interviews, Five of My Life, uh, a podcast where I go through five things, book and you know music and you know different various things from my life and tell story of my life. So if you want to hear all those, they were all meant to be plugging Melbourne Comedy Festival and other shows. But as long as you can sit through the plugs for shows that don't exist anymore, um, there's some really 
new and original, unique content uh, out out and about if you want to check those out as well. And I also need to plug uh, a book that's come out this week called Cheers to Childbirth by Lucy Bloom. It's a dad's guide to childbirth support. Uh, Lucy's chatted to a bunch of guys who have had kids. Uh, Osha's in the book as well, my uh, dad pod co-host, and it's just recounting our experiences of pregnancy and childbirth. And it's a support, it's a book to help dads who are expecting just to, to know what they're in for. And it's um, got heaps of great support information in there as well. So you can Go to cheers to childbirth.com.au. You can order a hard copy or an online copy for Kindle and iPad. And that's it. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.